Hasta luego. Pepsi versus Coke, the Pepsi challenge. Why did you do that? Because you needed slapping down. Here's Johnny. I want my MTV. Come on, look around you. Would I treat my parents' house like this if my money was any kind of issue? Woo! You can't take your eyes off of it. Oh, gnarly! Excuse me, I have extraordinary credentials. This is getting good. I've got a trig midterm tomorrow, and I'm being chased by Guido, the killer pimp. It'll be anarchy! Too much is never enough. Live from Members Only Studios, welcome to Living in the 80s, the podcast where we talk about anything and everything having to do with the 1980s, the best that we remember it. Yeah. yeah. Gentlemen, reunited and it feels so good. Feels so good! So good! Well, it's great to be back for the first podcast in a while. Uh, yeah. 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 Yeah, it's great. You, We knew this would be awkward. I know. I know. We knew good. it. This is so oh, it's so soft. It's so soft. The one that you told her you had something like physically wrong yeah. with you and, and you had to break up, but then she sees you with a wedding ring on with your wife. Yeah. It was only like a month before. Deja vu. Ooh, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, hey guys, good to see you. Great yeah. seeing you too. <laughs> if you can't tell, we've got track and field with us tonight. Track and field. Nice. Snowballing Kevin. Yeah. Gentlemen, how have you been? Great. Great. How about you guys? We've been busy. <laughs> <laughs> Doing podcast on our back. That's okay. Well, it's, it, it, the, the funny thing here is like, we like how have you guys been? We just saw each other a week ago. Yeah. Well, at dinner. And, and you know, it's, it's funny because Kevin kind of took me out for my birthday, you know, paid for dinner. And then like two days later, we're doing a podcast without him. It's great. So, Good times. True friendship. Apparently my bride wasn't enough. There it is. Yeah. No. <laughs> well, and full disclosure, we got back that night. I think it was last, it was that Thursday, wasn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah. Yeah, that Thursday. And so, you know, like we were wont to do, Matt comes over, picks me up. We get on the golf cart, start doing our block watch. Block watch. And he comes up and he says, we should do a podcast on Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. I yeah. thought, yeah, that's cool. And it's like, let's bring Kevin and Snowball in. And they're like... They don't like Stranger Things. They don't even watch it. So that's why you have to watch it to be a part of the podcast. See? No. Wow. (laughs) You guys should see the look that Snowball just shot Matt. It's magical. For precedence, I do recall a time you had uh, Randy on to ask about (laughs) movies. All he kept saying was, never seen it. Never seen it. And I was dying listening to that. I'm like, oh my goodness, why did you bring on a non-expert? We haven't had a Randy... Uh, mentioned in a while. Yeah. My name is Randy. I was hurt by a truck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's good. Does that ever get old? Never. 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 <laughs> Ask Randy. <laughs> that's right. Good oh, stuff. man. So, uh, we have we are back in action again. Uh, again, we mentioned last week about the hiatus. Apologize for all of that. Uh, in the process of moving. And now, we are back. So. Sitting around the table, just ate some grandstand pizza. Yep, they Life should really good. start paying us or giving it a discount on right. all the pizza we because we, we, we are giving out the press, right? Yeah, the free yeah. Is, yeah. Goodness gracious! So, like we like to do before we start talking about '80s scandals, which mm-hmm. is why you 
you tuned in, we have this thing we started to do towards the end of our, our last, before we took our break, a uh, little thing we like to call 80s Rewind. 80s Rewind. So that is where, like, during the week, you know, something in the media or some reminder went to a story. Like, something happens having to do with the 80s that, you know, we want to kind of share with, with our vast audience out there. Yeah. So Snowball's chomping at the bit. He is. Yeah. Because he, he wanted to share his moment. So By all means. My moment. All right. Uh, so this weekend I was traveling from uh, Atlanta to Ohio. And I'm on Route 75, and I look in the rearview mirror, and behind me are all these sports cars. They're all going about 120, 130 miles an hour. They're just flying in groups of five. And it just reminded me of the old Cannonball Run movie. <laughs> it was this group. You could They had sponsors, or they must have been doing a race from, like, Florida to Canada. Wow. Oh, wow. And they were coming through in, like, groups of five, <laughs> just, dip, just dip, weaving in and out, just flying. And so I this kind of reminded me I was waiting for Burt Reynolds and <laughs> Farifoss and Dom Delouise to pop out of the car at the next rest area. Oh, but that's good stuff. Right. And you were down in Georgia, so yeah, exactly. you're in the heart of uh, God's country down there. Yeah, they right. like, to, like to race and so forth. Very good, so, very good. Kevin, would you like to? Sure. So while we were on break, mm-hmm. uh, our family went on, a, on an Alaskan cruise, and there was a band that played a couple nights on the uh, on the cruise it's part of the entertainment and they were called generation idol it was a billy idol tribute band so the oh, guy sweet. was there's not enough billy idol tribute there's bands not out there. so he's dressed up like billy idol and was you know had the sneer and sounded like him and then he had steve stevens there which was kind was of a mix between it, steve, it actually steve it actually was steve oh wow <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't busy. he's like finally i've got work again but there was a couple things he did so he played all of his hits but he also talked about the one that got away. And he said, you know, he said, I had someone come to me one time and say, got this song. Said, song sounds great, but it's not really my style. Ends up going to Simple Minds, and it's, don't you forget about me. So he goes, so this is the one that got away. This is what it might have sounded like if we had sang it. And so he sang, that was cool. Then the other one said, well, you'll like this one. <clears throat> he said, we were up one night listening to people sing karaoke. And one of the songs that was being sung, he said, what would it sound like it? Billy Idol would sing that song. So he plays America by Neil Sedaka. <laughs> Neil Diamond. Neil Diamond yeah. With <coughs> the other Neil. Billy Idol would sound like singing it. Oh my. Quite entertaining. So. Oh, so that's, that's good. my 80s rewind. That's good. That's yeah. a great 80s moment right there. Yeah, let's celebrate some Neil Diamond. Yeah. Don't you, Rob? No? Yeah, yeah, you do, Rob. Come on, Rob. Right after Cher. Oh, that hurts. <laughs> That's things. Uh, my, my 80s uh, rewind there, we, we, you mentioned, you made a reference to it, but it was just a, a great moment. It was the four of us went to dinner last week, uh, a week and a half ago, to York Steakhouse. And, yes. uh, that, another sponsor. Another sponsor <laughs> that we're not getting paid for. Jay, are you listening? <laughs> you get a lot more food for a lot less than you thought the price would be. Come to York. You get a lot more lunch for a lot less money. York Steakhouse. It was a, it's just a trip down memory lane. If you haven't been to that, the, the restaurant on West Broad, it's, it's worth checking it out. Because it, it is still 
well, I'd probably past the eighties, really, probably like the seventies. Seventies, but yeah. uh, I mean, you know, ate, ate there many a time in, in the eighties, and uh, the picture, just the menu, still on the wall. The picture. The, are we gonna do it again? Are we gonna do it right now? Every time you say picture instead of <coughs> picture, I'm probably gonna remind the you. The menu was on the wall <laughs> in with, a photograph. In photos, form. in photographic form. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but it was just, I mean, it was just so cool, man. It was just. Uh, down, it was just like you know, just like as a kid, pretty cool stuff. So it was very nostalgic. The food was awesome, and, and to sit around yeah. with the four of us, you know, in, in that place was was pretty surreal. Good times. Yeah. So what what you guys may not see, you know, not only are we you know, podcast partners here, but we're also very good friends. So we've got this running group text that we've been having for several months, and it's it's like we, we like start to miss each other when we don't see each other for a while. It's like... It might be a stretch, but yeah, I see where you're going. I see where you're going. Oh, oh, oh so it's just me that misses you guys. I see how this works. Uh, Man. Now, what I thought was interesting when we went to York was we all had that nostalgia because we grew up with it, but Snowball did not have that growing up. So not. to him, it was yeah. his first time. It was like... Yep. Didn't have the same experience. I mean, it was fine, right? It was good, but you kind of felt like you were in the era. Though. It, 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 oh, it, it took me back in time. It was yeah, yeah. <laughs> the they literally have not changed their decor. I mean, it's the, it's just forty like years. It was just you know, flashback to Ponderoso, mm-hmm. yeah. what we had in my town. Right. So, yeah. very now, similar. granted, they they do, I, and you can tell they they have got like new chairs and booths and things like that mm-hmm. but they didn't go and try to get anything fancy they got as close to the original as they could so it's it's retro I've, I've been in the kitchen there it's very clean mm-hmm. so York Steakhouse if you guys are in Columbus you want to get a little uh, 80s nostalgia I would highly recommend it very much so so here's my 80s moment <clears throat> this week so this past weekend uh, I officiated my niece's wedding in Atlanta and the DJ, who was very good, uh, was, was, you know, had a good mix of music as people were getting there. He would alternate. And I was talking to him a little bit because I used to do a little DJing back in my day. And he's like, I, I can play modern stuff and then an older song and back and forth. So, you know, try to go middle of the road, something everybody can either remember or hear new and enjoy. So when the dancing part comes, he's he's got he's doing pretty good. He's got some songs. Got to got to do the old standard like the electric slide and the cha cha slide and all those other line dancing group participation songs. And then he starts you know evolving into a, a different kind of you know more of a modern dance mix. And at first you know most of the and it's a younger crowd, so most of the the younger crowd are, are dancing. A couple of the older people would be out there and dancing, and it kind of it was wearing off and the crowd was thinning and so representing living in the 80s yeah i go to the dj i said i said could you play 1999 he's like uh you know what i i will try to fit that in like okay he's blowing me off Probably ten minutes later. Does he know about your podcast? Does he know who you are? <laughs> Does know he know who you are? I, I, I try when I'm in public. I try to kind of downplay. Okay. okay. You you don't yeah. play that card. I yeah. I don't. Yeah. I don't. All the people gathering around you wasn't yeah. a hint that well, he was. You were I did somebody. sign. I did sign a few autographs. <laughs> but uh, about ten minutes later, after you know, like there's like three people left on the dance floor. Oh, I'm about to lose you it. hear that opening synth. 
next thing you know, the dance floor is packed, the place is live, everyone's dancing, and so he took the hint, and the rest of the evening was like 70s, 80s stuff, and uh, I saved the DJ that night. I saved his career. I think I might have. Most important, is there any video of you dancing? No, <laughs> because because if there was video running, you still not see me dancing. I'm the guy in the back. I'm the I'm the guy in the back with the arms folded like a proud papa, nodding. Mm, yeah. He's playing the stuff now. So good stuff. Yeah, I saved the day. Okay, we're gonna take a brief time out here and uh, acknowledge our sponsors, and then we will be back talking all about scandals of the '80s. Thank you for listening to Living in the 80s. We want to take this opportunity to thank all of those that helped make this possible. First and foremost, we want to thank Anchor for providing this platform for us to share this podcast. We also want to thank Apple Music, Spotify, Amazon Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Tuned In Radio, and about a dozen others. We also want to give a special thank you to Star1079.com and Roundtown Radio, where you can hear this podcast weekly. Also, be sure to check us out at our website at livinginthe80s.us and, of course, on our Facebook page, Living in the 80s. Thanks, and back to the show. Welcome back to Living in the 80s, and I think I think we need to address the elephant in the room. So... Even though we kind of explained how the podcast happened, I think Kevin seems like he's, he doesn't really care one way or another. But Snowball, I think Snowball's a little bitter. Yeah. You sense that? So, yeah. So, would you like to talk about your feelings here? Do you want to <laughs> get out? We've got, we got an open mic here. It's a safe place. It is a safe place. It's us and all of our friends yes. out there. Yeah. You know, I teared up when I heard the two of you. Yeah. Without me. Yeah. <laughs> Without Kevin. Don't cry out loud. You know, we're, we're family now. Okay? <laughs> I, I thought we were family. Hey, you can't maybe, spell families without lies. Exactly. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, maybe we're not. Just leaving it there. We can see if we can repair this a little bit. So, Kevin, is this emotionally scarring to you like it is Snowball? Because sometimes you, you, you tend to keep things in. Well, maybe you should well, release. I used to not keep things in. Right. Fun of, so <laughs> I hold those feelings in. So okay, so yeah, really force yeah. them down. Yeah. Um, no, had it been a topic I was interested in and I was excluded, yeah. right? I mean, excluded is a strong term. Yeah. Not invited yeah. sound better. They're both pretty bad. Yeah. No. <laughs> Afterthought? Spared. Spared. Spared putting you in an arena right. that, that you were talking about something you don't know nothing so about. So kind of like looking out true. for you. True. We were kind of looking out for you, right? Okay. Kind of like each and every podcast we have with Matt when it comes to music. See? See? I just sit there. See how know. awkward he always is yeah, stumbling? He's very... just like picture instead of picture. and Yeah. He gets so nervous because in normal conversation he doesn't mispronounce things like that. I thought it was what? kind of me and you against him too. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, oh! On. So now <laughs> you're <laughs> now you're making it a, a battle on us. Okay, I'm, I'm trying to bring unity to the situation uh, okay, here. So that, I see where you're going with that. I Goodness, see what you're doing. This is rough. So, <laughs> this is tough. I apologize to you publicly 
for hurting your feelings and tromping yeah. on your emotions like that. And and I never meant to do that to you, Snowball. Yeah. That means so much to me. It's right been a rough sure. couple months, and then yeah. to treat him that way was... Yeah, yeah you already know how much I hate people. Yeah, <laughs> now I'm one of those people, one of the ones he was starting to open up to. I, I feel like I feel like I mean, if we're going to apologize to anybody, we probably should apologize to Kevin's mom because Sharon I mean, Ackley is a very devoted listener. Sharon to the has 80s. listened to all the podcasts up to this point. I mean, she is she's at February now. By the time I mean. By the time this comes out, she might have caught up. I mean, she is currently yes. listening to all the podcasts, and she probably was wondering where was my son last week, or where was Mike, or or yeah, 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 where, where, was, my, where was my where probably was more so. She's worried where you were. Yeah, yeah, she was yeah. Very not so much about me. me. Right. <laughs> so, so to Sharon, we should say we're sorry that you had to endure, you know, uh, an hour without them. Yeah. So to her, it probably felt like. Stranger things. See, yeah, this is a strange thing to her to hear this like this, right? Without them, and yeah, yeah, all upside down. Man, that's crazy. I'm glad we got that scandal out of the way. That's a scandal. We go back to '80s scandals. Not living in the '80s scandals. This dude was segueing last week like a champ, and here he is. I don't. If I we was to the again, we'll find last, out. Last week again, I was spitting and rhyming. So now we've got that scandal behind us. And we're talking about scandals of the 80s, not scandals about living in the 80s. No, no, no. no. All right, perfect. So what we're going to do, we're going to go around the table. We've each picked a couple of these scandals to talk about. There was a lot of scandals in the 80s. There were a lot. There was several scandalous decades. And and one of the, the things about the 80s scandals, unlike today, is we're finding out about them and they kind of stay in the news for a month or so. With our 24-hour news cycle, it stays there to the next scandal or weird thing comes up, which is mm-hmm. usually about 24 hours. Mm-hmm. So in the 80s, they stuck with us, and we still remember them today. Yeah, yeah. If it if it made it to the news, if it was big enough to make it to the news, it was gonna it was gonna stay there for a while. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it lived in the dirt sheets for a, a month, two months after even. Oh, so. yes. Yeah, it's a it's a different time, and that's and those guys. So and you, we look back at it now, and it's like that was a scandal. I mean, some of these were like, it is "How funny, did that yeah. make the news?" That some was, of it was like they're just really did they just go to Wikipedia and just try to find something on a certain celebrity ridiculous. that no one remembers. So, but the ones we have here today, we think you guys should probably remember most of these. Uh, maybe you've forgotten a couple. Maybe you're hearing it for the first time, but. We're going to do our best to remember the best that we remember it, (laughs) (laughs) which can be so far away from the facts it isn't funny, but you know, you've got a computer probably or internet access. You go look it up to yourself. Sounds good? All right. Perfect. So Matt, kick us off here. We'll go around the table and Uh, we'll start off nice and easy. Um, First scandal for uh, today, we're talking about Millie Vanilli's lip syncing. That was, I mean, there's been a lot of people got busted for lip syncing in, you know, in the last 20, 30 years. But uh, Millie Vanilli was probably one of the the first to go down that, that trail, at least with the most uh, exposure. Uh, they, they, they had won a Grammy. Uh, they, they had, I mean, they were on top. I mean, they were, they were, they were really making a name for themselves. Uh, but yet they had this kind of strong accent when they spoke but yet you know i guess we just never thought of when they sang huh 
accent wasn't quite as bad as when they would do their. their yeah, they were discussion. barely intelligible English. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was and, so thick. And so, so they win their Grammy. They win this. They win all these accolades and awards, and they got all their following. And then they have there was a, an award show where they were singing their song. And I believe the song was a, a girl. You know it's true. And mm-hmm. uh, and all of a sudden their lips sinking. They're having a good time. Oh, I mean, they're singing. We thought they were singing. And all of a sudden there was a technical issue. And the song that they were supposedly singing. Just started skipping like that. Can you believe that? Unfreaking believable. Talk about. I mean, the dude just ran off the stage. I mean, can you imagine having, you know, selling to the world that you can sing and all this kind of stuff, and all of a sudden realize, oh crap, he can't sing, and now everybody saw it. I mean, it was a, the epitome of, of being embarrassment. Well, the part of the thing was like the guys singing were not the two guys mm, that looked yeah. like models at all. They right. were these two ordinary clubs yeah. that had faces for radio. Mm-hmm. So it's the MTV generation. This isn't going to fly. No. So prop these guys up there, these good-looking model-looking guys. Who could dance. Yeah. They could look sing very well. Yeah, as and long as the music played at a normal <laughs> it does work. It's when the music... You know, has a hiccup in front of, on national TV, and so so they were just shamed, blackballed, and done and over, and the butt of every joke for quite a long time. The thing is, I mean, but how many people at an award show like the Grammys would just lip sync to their song? Right. Yeah. So if they had handled it a little better, maybe it would have never come out. I, I think the difference is the people that lip sync at those shows, it's actually them singing on the recording. Yeah. Right. I think sure. that is right. where, because it was fraud. Yeah. I mean, not only did they portray people singing, but they portrayed somebody else. Right, yeah. It, it's one thing to have your own work skip, and and we can all kind of have a ha-ha. But I, I think probably in that moment when it starts skipping... I think that dude probably had a little come to Jesus moment going, oh crap, they know it's not me. <laughs> he just I'm took run off running. like a little girl. Yeah, I mean, that was, uh, <laughs> wow, what an embarrassing moment that was. Yeah. So. Now, good. Do you think there's any other artists from the 80s that potentially were doing the same thing? Nope, never, not one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, maybe didn't get caught? Yeah. yeah, yeah right. it, was, it very well could have been. Gerardo. So, what I found interesting with this scandal was that people then want to go out and break the records and burn them and all this stuff. It's like, the song is the exact same. It's just, the song, if you liked the song before, you still like it, even if right. it wasn't them singing it. You just, now you know that it's a studio musician singing it. Right. So, it was, it was kind of interesting to backlash. Maybe just the fact that they felt like they got deceived but it was still the exact same yeah yeah, the song's a song if you like it you like it but I think the the, the rough part is like Rob mentioned the fraud part of it they portrayed to be something that they wasn't and that's the the bad part I mean you like the song all you want but uh, yeah they kind of tried to pull the wool over everybody's eyes and uh, didn't last did not last did not last so if it happened today could it happen today no, because nobody knows who anybody is today. There's like five stars, and then everybody else is just a bunch of like they're they. One of the things about music today is there aren't a lot of household names anymore. Like in the '80s, 
moms and grandmas knew who Michael Jackson was. You know, they knew, everybody knew who Boy George and Madonna were. Like, I couldn't name a handful of people right now. I mean, Lady Gaga comes to mind, and maybe um, Taylor Swift. Yeah. There's not, I mean, I, I, Demi Lovato, but like, if I heard her on the radio, I wouldn't be able to identify her. Right. So, yeah. Well, and, and there have been some other uh, lip syncing issues, even on, on TV. I, I think it was Ashley Simpson got busted on Saturday Night Live. Yeah. But I think she was lip syncing her own song. She was. So, I mean, th- that yeah. was still kind of a, you know, that's kind of goes to the, to the point. That was an issue, but it was still her singing. I mean, she recorded it. That was her voice. Um, she got a lot of flag for that, and but not, not Millie Vanilli flag. But not <laughs> Millie Vanilli flag. That would be the scandal because that was uh, more of a fraud. Yeah, so. very similar to the Vesuvius of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction. I don't even know what Vesuvius means. <laughs> uh, Who tell? Vesuvius. It's uh, the movie The Rocker. Oh yes, yes. <laughs> I forgot. Yes, you have uh, what, with uh, Will Arnett and uh, oh and, uh, yeah, oh, Dwight, Bradley Cooper, <laughs> Ray, Ray Wilson, Wilson. Yes. Ray Wilson. Yes, yes. it's oh, a fictitious band. That's yeah, I forgot about that movie. It's a good movie. Yeah. band, yeah. So I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> the plate stairs were we perfect. I'm like, <laughs> like it rang a bell. I'm like, why? 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 Mike is filled with so much knowledge. <laughs> That's yeah, awesome. don't uh, don't edit out that that pause after he said that because we're all going. What did he just say? <laughs> what the crap was that? That so, was awesome. That's what the cricket noise. That's what the cricket noise was. All right, stuff. Kevin. Um, this scandal came about from some competition. Um, there was uh, the Pepsi challenge that happened back in the eighties. Yes, and it was all about uh, a. a a blind taste test. You'd, you'd drink each and you wouldn't know which one you were drinking and Pepsi was doing really well in this challenge. So Coke decided they were going to come out with a new formula, new Coke. And there was a huge backlash and this was kind of a scandalous thing because they were messing with this product that people all of a sudden realized that they loved. Uh, a few months later, they supposedly gave them the pressure and brought back. Well, if you recall, they said they were putting the formula in a vault and they were never going to go back to old Coke. But America's emotional ties to Coca-Cola would be strained as never before during 80 fateful days in 1985. Everybody's buying in like, what? This is Coke. We love Coke. And what's the... Yeah. So so a few months later, they come back and say, okay, we're going to bring back, and and now it's going to be Coke Classic. Yeah. And sales went through the roof and ended up passing Pepsi again. So the big scandal was, was this all staged? Did they do this as a publicity stunt to get get the resurgence? Yes. Of, yeah. So. Which we found out, again, a podcast about a year or so ago, we were talking about this that it was indeed intended to play out exactly like it was. We'll take the people's Coca Cola away, make this big deal, this huge marketing campaign about new Coke, and then bring it back. But there were some fans of New Coke, so they had to keep it on the market for a while. And then finally they, they did away with it until uh, Stranger Things a couple years ago. But if you listen to the podcast, Snowball, you would know this. I would know that. Yes, you would. <laughs> but yeah, that, that, was a, that was a big deal. And New Coke, if you guys recall, I don't, maybe it's just me, well, I thought it tasted almost identical to Pepsi. That's very true. <laughs> it was like they 
it was not hard for them to come up with that formula. Like, wow. They stole their formula. They did. <laughs> so, Snowball. Uh, my 80s scandal. Uh, she's one of the true beauties of the 80s. Ow! Um, Miss, Miss America 1984, Vanessa Williams. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. She was the first African-American um, crowned Miss America. But prior to that, she had uh, worked for a photography studio as an assistant. And they had taken some pictures of her, and they told her it would just be silhouettes. Nobody would know it was you. We just need somebody in the shot. And lo and behold, the photographer goes and sells these photos to Penthouse Magazine. Mm -mm 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 -mm. And they weren't just silhouettes. They were very clearly her. And she was stripped of her crown. She was stripped After of a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> yes, oh, yeah, I mean, they, they were pretty explicitly like you know, girl on girl kissing and yes, they stuff were. like that. So, yeah, it was uh, very scandalous at the time. I always wondered: Did the people from the Miss America pageant know this already existed, and therefore, you know, it was you know, it was a big deal to be the first African American um, Miss America. So the yeah. first runner up. Was also African American. So when is that Suzette Charles was that her name? Uh, if you say so, I'm going to go with that. That sounds perfect. Suzette. Yeah. So you you always kind of wondered were they did they already know? Did they know it existed? They kept it under wraps until well, it got out mm. the public eye. But the awesome thing is she went on to have a successful music career. Yeah, that, that did not TV, set her back. Yeah. If anything else, it might have given oh, her yeah. some attention that she probably mm-hmm. wouldn't have got. A lot of these people win these crowns, and you know they're famous for the moment, but nobody knows them yeah. a year or two Name, name another winner from the 80s. Right. I mean, and that's the only one I know. Everybody yeah. knows Vanessa now. It's, I mean, it, you know, that might have been a good thing for her <laughs> in hindsight. And mm-hmm. it, it was Suzette Charles. Don't ask me how my memory yeah, brought nice. that back, but yes, wow. that, that was her. I think wow. it was three years before the Miss America pageant apologized to her. And actually they brought her back as a judge. Wow, that's good. Yeah, they not only apologized, they brought her up on stage, apologized, and she was made a judge for it. So, you know, what happens here, and you know, I'm going to go, I'm going to take that one and go straight into, well, no, I'll wait. But um, what happens is, is these celebrities will do things coming up. You know, maybe they'll they'll sing in a band while they're, while they're trying to make their big solo rise to the top, or you know, they'll. Uh, do something, you know, they get caught shoplifting and things like that, or in this case, the nude photos. What happens is these people hold on to this stuff thinking they're worthless, and then they win an award or become famous. Now it's time to cash in. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of what happened in this case, mm-hmm. I, I think. I mean, did, it was it a big publicity stunt brought on by, by the Miss USA pageant? I don't know. I don't the, think at, so, at the time they said that these <coughs> surfaced, so right. it had to been. A, I mean, it was a huge black eye to them. To yeah, it wasn't that happen. time. So scandal, scandal. All right. So the one I want to bring up here, and my apologies to Debbie, <laughs> but the Golden Boy. Here we go, Rob. Low. Oh boy. <laughs> so this guy was Mister. Pinup boy, Mr. GQ. Rat Pack. Rat Pack. Rat Pack. Cool guy. Uh, you know, he was in such epic movies, you know, that most of you have watched, like The Outsiders, um, <laughs> St. Almost Fire, yeah. Young Blood. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he, I mean, he was in a lot of movies. 
So what happened in 1988? Uh, he was in Atlanta. It's a third Atlanta mention oh, wow. tonight. Giving a lot. Wow, little wow. love. Jeez. And uh, he was. He went to a bar and he was, you know, conversing with two females who he took back to his hotel room and decided it was a good idea to make a sex tape. It's always a good idea to video you. <laughs> Those will never come to light. No. I'm looking at you, Tom and Pammy. <laughs> Pam and Tommy. Did you say Pammy? <laughs> Tom and Pammy. I sure did. <laughs> I like Pam. Any... I was like, who's Pammy? It's funny when you try to be slick and articulate and you mess <laughs> yeah, up words. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like the, you know, the, the comb- combining of the names, right? Yeah, you know, Pammy. Uh, ben- yeah. Benifer? Yeah. Right? Benifer? Yeah. Pammy. So... What the what makes this the most scandalous is one of the girls was 16 years old. Ouch! Yeah, I want to know where her parents were when she was at that bar. You know what? <laughs> she probably is probably like an animal house when she snuck out the window. There we go. Yeah. So uh, he got in some big trouble over that, and uh, it really, Did he? it really well. Did I mean, he? His, his, yeah, his career, his career, his for career for about 10, 10 to fifteen years. He was not getting the parts he used to get. He was not held in this esteem by any, you know. Parents weren't letting their daughters have his posters on the wall anymore because he very well could come in and hit on them. So um, it was it was kind of it was kind of rough for him. But yeah, yeah. but to his credit, he's bounced back, baby. Yeah, I mean, if you hear him talk about this now, he'll he'll say it's like that was a turning point for me. It was a wake up call. He's like, for one, he's he, he claims he didn't know she was that young. Now, I, I will kind of defend him a bit because sometimes you look at a girl, it's like, is she 16? Is she 25? You can't always And she always was in a bar. Yes, yeah, right. she was in a bar. She, you know, she had a fake ID or however she got in there. But, you know, right. maybe he should have carded her. <laughs> but uh, either way, it happened. And, you know, he'll tell you today that was a huge turning point for him. But now he's he's back on top. He's... You know, whenever he does a TV show or movie or something, you know, that, he's, that he's sure respected. Nine one one or Lone Star, whatever. Yeah, nine one one Lone Star. Hey, that's great. Yeah, it's I, a I good do show. like that show. Yeah, and he's he does several like uh, documentaries and voiceovers and mm-hmm. and you know he's I mean when he I think and if my memory serves me correctly, when he showed up in Tommy Boy, oh, as the as the jerk the villain future yeah. stepbrother. I think that was like the first yeah, big role really, he had yeah. had mm-hmm. in That's a long time, and uh, you know it's, he killed it. And then he went on to do the, the Austin Powers Austin sequel. Powers, yeah. Like he played the young version of um, Robert Wagner. Yep. So uh, you know he's like, hey, he's got some comedy chops. Where before in his other movies, like he maybe had some comedy parts, but not comedy. Right. So you know, good for him. You know, what, what an idiot for letting it happen, but. You know, good for him for rebounding like it Don't forget the political impact it had. Crickets. Again. <laughs> wow. You are bringing the pause tonight. I'm bringing it. He's been waiting for months. This yeah. absolutely destroyed Michael Dukakis' presidential run. He was a huge supporter for Dukakis. <laughs> was he really? Yes. I'm sure that's really not the reason yeah. he got George destroyed. Bush wouldn't have beaten him otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's, I didn't you know, Michael Dukakis kind of always, uh, you ever see John Lovitz do the, yes. like, oh my gosh, he's got like the one continual one eyebrow. eyebrow. <laughs> yeah. It looks like Bert from Sesame Street. Just like, oh. 
So that's good stuff. There you have yeah. it. Well, now, now you know. Now you know. All right, Matt, keep us going. You know, if I would have been here last week. Here, okay. okay. <laughs> no, sorry. All right. Go on. Wow. Go on. Can we continue? Goodness <laughs> gracious. I don't know. Can we? Can we continue snowballing? Yes, I think we can. You've kind of commandeered with all the tears you've well, shed it's, tonight. It's kind of a scandal. You know, this is still living in Yeah, he will not let the scandal last go. Last week's scandal. We're trying to do 80 scandals here. He's like a last It's going to last till 2080. This <laughs> all right. Let's go to the next one. Uh, this one kind of, a, a lot of us. Uh, at least around this table, kind of grew up in the church background, kind of thing. Yeah. And so this one was uh, kind of a shocker. You know, I mean, it's not a shocker that it happened when you take a look at these folks, but to the church world, it's kind of a shocker. You know, back then, you got uh, Jim Baker, Jim and Tammy Faye. They were just, you know, on when it comes to TV evangelism, they kind of changed the the the, the game. Because, uh, you know, they, they were kind of starting the whole, um, you know, TV circuit. You know, it, it, before back then it was just, you know, TV's on for an hour here, an hour here. And they're they're pushing this whole new, like, Christian network. Uh, they, they're just changing the whole, uh, uh, they want to do, like, a Heritage USA water park. I mean, they just really wanted to, like. <laughs> it says Jesus. Like, like a water Heritage park. USA, like a water park. <laughs> like mixed bathing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they, they were doing all these crazy things and and just kind of uh you know what they thought was cutting edge and and uh, apparently they were you know doing it on the backs of uh every all these old ladies uh government checks and oh yeah fra- a lot of fraud going on in there and then there was the affair with the secretary and then the accusation Jessica Hans the name of the 80s who later got a boob job and started dating Sam Kennison and I think did Playboy and all that kind of yeah, stuff she as did well. you yeah. did take a unique turn there yeah she, she handled the she went from church secretary she's like you know what I'm not going to get a job in any church anymore <laughs> so so she uh, she made the most of her uh, 15 minutes of fame and the, but she it was, did it she was did. the whole uh, but it was you know Jim and Tammy if, I'm sure everyone's listening to this can see Tammy Faye in their mind right now. See the makeup the running down her eyes. Piles of makeup. And the crying. There was just a recent doc, uh, Netflix show about the eyes of Tammy Faye, I think it was, yeah. which was interesting. Um, but, it, I mean, it, it ended up with uh, Jim Baker going to prison, you know, for what? It, was, it was for, well. He was facing 35 yeah, years. Yeah, he, he didn't get in, in, you know, in trouble legally for what he did with Jessica Mott, but it was all of the tax evasion, tax evasion and yeah. the different things that they had done like they spent 200 million dollars of donation money on Heritage USA amazing and then when they went to his home like they lived like golden toilets for the like yeah. the dog house was air conditioned yeah I'm not making that up yeah, that is crazy. factual and there was just all kinds of stuff going on there and and yeah. their the, lives just spiraled out of there control. was all the um Accusations, uh, or you know, they, they alluded he, he was, you know, uh, had a gay lifestyle as well. Uh, in, in, the, in, the, in the show, in, in the movie, uh, The Eyes of Tammy Faye, they kind of allude to that as well. Wow. So, I mean, there was just a lot of things going on, but and, you know, and, and however terrible and fraudulent and all those kind of things that may be, but I mean, he, you know, he started out with good intentions initially. Yeah. I mean, trying to. You know, do church and spread the gospel and all that kind of good yeah. stuff. And man, it it just went off the, the rails pretty pretty hard. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, Jim may be doing the gospel thing uh, as well, but but he he is back on TV selling stuff. 
and that, that just kind of got to make anyone over 50 cringe a little yeah. uh, before you'd ever send them any money. But, but Okay, so who's the person sitting there watching TV and, and Jim Baker is selling like a vial full, full of Tammy's Tears and they're going, you know what, I'm going to buy whatever he's selling. The fact that he's still on TV and doing it, I right. mean, someone's there's people out somebody's there. Somebody's backing him. Somebody's backing him, man. Wow. And it's it's and it, he is the definition of scandalous. I mean, that was oh yeah. I mean, from affair to you know just you know, sexual, oh, it was just yeah. He, he had money, sex, probably had some rock and roll in there. We didn't. He know had it all about covered, it. Didn't he? but he well, was covered it all. Yeah. Speaking of. Scandals in 1988 and ministers. Wasn't there another one? Uh, you look at uh, Jimmy Swagger. Jimmy Swagger, yeah. Uh, same same vein. His was more uh, sh- straight with the lady issues, if I'm not mistaken. He oh, had, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. and, so, uh, as a prostitute. Yeah, I believe they were called prostitutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Ladies of the night. Remember he, he got on TV and had that, that tearful confession and yeah. I've sinned. I and, have sinned against God. And he's like, yeah, 7,000 people at his church and he is, you know, and he, that, he was getting a lot of flack for that because it just didn't seem sincere. Yeah. yeah. Just more like a big show. And, yeah, like uh, everything. Because he could almost cry on command community. anyway. Well, and, and, that's, and that was tough because, I mean, and that's, that's tough for, you know, kids in the 80s growing up trying to be the church guy you got these two dudes that are kind of synonymous with it with you know preachers you got Swagger and Baker and these dudes are you know got felonies I mean it's just ter- it's oh, yeah. hard it's, it was hard to uh, disassociate yourself from them which, which kind of you know not to get on a religious conversation so much but kind of makes you wonder where these guys went wrong because I saw this you know they have these these movies and these made for TV stuff or whatever and you know Jimmy Swaggart was cousins with Elvis yeah, and man. I think on the other side of the family his cousin was Jerry, Jerry Lee Lewis, Lewis. Yeah. and so like he's and it shows these guys growing up together and you know Jerry Lee would be out with the ladies Elvis would you know always the ladies are always drawn to him but and then there's Jimmy Swaggart who wouldn't you know leave he wouldn't go on a card date with a girl without you know a chaperone Right. You know, he would be playing piano in the church and praying for Jerry Lee Lewis was playing in the bars. So it's like, what happened between there Something and that, I think it's a good idea to go out and spend money on prostitutes. Like, yeah. you know, makes you wonder where it went off the rails. Uh, and, that, and that's why he made the scandal list. Because yes, that's right. scandalous. And, uh, it's it. a shame. It's a shame. Yep. Absolutely. We got there, uh, track. Uh, <laughs> track. I'm not track. You're, You're track, track and he's field. Oh, he's okay. field. That's the best. That's the best, Yeah, bro. you didn't listen to the podcast. No. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with Tipper Gore. Uh, Here we go. With her public enemy number one. With her beef with the 80s music and their lyrics. Their yeah. scandalous lyrics. And so she started a group called the PMRC, which stood for the Parent Music Resource Center. And... Had a wow. hearing, yeah. It just flows. They call tight old ladies. Yeah, yeah. 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 Or called the Karens. Yeah, yeah. Right. Right. The, the first group of Karens, Karens. Yeah. happened in 1985. Yeah. Yeah. So she starts this group, and they're having congressional hearings, and and people like D. Snyder from Twisted Sisters having to go there and testify. There's a lot of artists pushing back, saying John Denver. 
which we know how scandalous oh, he is. Yeah. He was he was part of. He had to testify on his own behalf. That's kind of funny. <laughs> well, it's, it was Rocky Mountain High. Well, that, you're talking about it's, it's like, oh, this is about getting high. It's like, yeah, no, it's about it's a Rocky Mountains idiot. So, <laughs> so there was this big scandal. What came out of it, a lot of artists were saying, you know, you're you're taking away my freedom of speech. So they, what they settled on was, well, we're going to put a sticker on albums that said yeah. explicit lyrics. Which just made it really easy for Total kids backfire. to go in and find. Oh, that's got explicit lyrics. That's, that's dirty. I'm buying it. Yeah. <laughs> right, completely backfired. But uh, it was definitely this big push to like really rein in these artists with their horrible Tipper Gore. Yeah, before she was, I mean, she was without Gore, but before she got involved with the whole vice president's yep. wife thing. This yes, is, this was her. This was her thing. That was her claim to fame. Yeah. It's just hard to envision today's Democratic Party uh, drawing the hard party line on the lyrics of music. (laughs) Well, you know, it it cracks me up because they're portraying these rock stars as like these demons and these, you know, evil, evil people and stuff like that. They're just common people that just made songs that sometimes were raunchy. Mm -hmm. You know, she obviously had never been in a locker room hearing guys talk because it kind of sounds like that. And I remember um, Frank Zappa getting up there and having to testify, and he was extremely articulate, like which Frank Zappa was, you know, very high IQ anyway. And uh, just getting him up there and talking and just kind of debunking all the stuff that she's saying. And one of the things that um, that she had, you know, the PMRC had was the Filthy Fifteen. Remember this. So there, these were 15 songs that they were saying, these are our Kate. This, this is our evidence. So I want to go through this list. Yeah, you guys are right with that. Go through that list. All right. So, um, she bought by Cindy Lauper. Terrible, evil. evil. That is scandalous. That is about female scandalous. masturbation. But yes, yeah. um, <laughs> um, possessed by Venom. Mm. Can't say her name. Oh, who? <laughs> possessed. Uh, in My House by Mary Jane Girls. Yeah, yeah. I, I can love see the it. Mary yeah, Jane Girls. I can see it. Yeah. Uh, Trashed by Black Sabbath. Uh, don't know that one. I don't know that one either. Into the Coven by Merciful Fate. Mm. I never don't heard know. the song or of the group. No. Nope. Uh, High and Dry Saturday Night by Def Leppard. Mm-hmm. Yep. Animal, F Like a Beast by Wasp. Give me that one. So what, are they, so what are they trying to say there? That's gotcha. Can you play a little there? <laughs> uh, Dress You Up by Madonna. Mm-hmm. Not even one of Madonna's dirtiest songs. I, yeah. Oh, I, I like, getting dressed. I'm not really sure what that's We're Not Gonna Take It by Twisted Sister. Oh, my goodness. Which, oh, what a scandalous song. Terrible. Oh, terrible. my goodness. It's terrible. Uh, let me put my love into you. <laughs> by ACDC. Uh, <coughs> Bastard by Motley Crue. You can see that one. Um, Strap on Robbie Baby. Oh, by Vanity. Hmm. Is that another Prince? Protégé? Not about me. Another mm. Prince protege in there. Yes, exactly. The Mary Jane girls were Prince protege. No, that was that was real no. James. Oh. Yeah. Um, Eat Me Alive by Judas Priest. Uh, Sugar Walls by Sheena Easton, okay, another yeah. Prince production. Yeah, yeah. And number one, of course, Darling Nikki by Prince. There it is. Which we all know that one. Yeah. And I could see her point. But at the same time, like you mentioned before, 
that whole explicit lyrics tag completely backfired on them. Because, yeah. you know, they, they're they going to Congress with this information and, like, we're going to fight for this. And, and they settled on this, this warning label. They're, you know, good size. You can't miss it on an album cover. And those albums end up selling more than, you know, it... They would also, a lot of record companies would release clean versions of the same album where it's edited. The explicit ones always uh, sold. sold. (laughs) Yes, so there's that. Uh, Anything else on that? I mean, that that was huge news. Uh, I remember kind of following that case a little bit back then. I think that was it. All right. Well, if uh, Tipper had some issues uh, with those songs, she would definitely have some issues with... uh, with Marvin Berry's cousin Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, yes. Uh, Chuck Berry, famous for songs like "Roll Over Beethoven" and "Johnny Be Good." I, and, wait, hold on. I just wonder why Tipper Gore didn't have Mike Dingling on her "Filthy Fifty. And that was my third song by <laughs> Chuck Berry. Mike Dingling by Chuck Berry. Wow, that's crazy. So apparently, Chuck Berry was a little on the creepy side. He had a, a restaurant called Southern Air, and in the women's restroom, he had cameras installed above the stalls. And behind them. Trick, 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 trick. What do you say, Chuck, <laughs> man? What do you do? Well, apparently, they, they when they arrested him, they went to his home and found piles and piles of porn of this same type of porn. Like mm-hmm. women going to the restroom. Yeah, he had cameras in his house also, in the bathrooms. He never did uh, get convicted, but he did pay out some... Uh, Money of $1.3 million to some uh, yeah. victims here. But Probably uh, wasn't smart. Should have stuck with Marvin. Marvin guiding his career. Yes, he should have. <laughs> what do you do? All right, so um, the next one. Um, in 1984, uh, Marvin Gaye's father murdered him. Uh, his father was a, was a, was a minister. And uh, he did not like the direction Marvin Gaye's career was going. It was shortly after his song Sexual Healing was a huge hit. Mm. And he shot him in the chest, you know, right above the heart, and killed him. And very Happy sad. Happy birthday, son. <laughs> yeah. Very sad. It's, uh, you know, Marvin Gaye was, was a great, great voice, um, you know, great human rights advocate. Uh, and it's just. You know, I remember that happening, and, and at the time, um, it's before I started really. You know, I knew songs, but didn't really start. I don't want to say studying. I've never studied music, but but you know, familiarizing myself with pop music outside of what I was just listening to. So, like, I knew the name Marvin Gaye, and I knew Sexual Healing was a huge hit, but I never knew all of the stuff that he had done prior to that, all the songwriting he did with Motown yeah. and stuff. So it was a huge loss, and. You know. it, it, when it happened, it was it, it was this huge news. I mean, it was just like, no way, what? Yeah, what? I mean, it's bad. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's insane. So he was he was having he was struggling with cocaine addiction. Yeah. So he's living with his parents in the house that he bought for his parents, and that's right. what got killed. So I, I I read there were some paranoia issues he was going with, but I mean, his dad was convicted of involuntary manslaughter. Right. I mean, it wasn't like. So self defense or anything. Right, no. So he 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 did time kind of arguing for it. over insurance or something. Yeah, like that. yeah, it was a, an odd thing to. Yeah, and um, then of course the Commodores. I think it was the next year came out with um, Night Shift. And oh then, man, which it was, was it was about Marvin Gaye and Jackie man. Wilson. And then uh, Di- uh, Diana Ross did Missing You, which yeah. was for Marvin Gaye too. So you can tell how much 
he influenced other people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. huge impact on these people. Yeah, which again, yeah. I'm sorry to mean that. Um, it just kind of makes you wonder, like, what what more music would have been left in him? And I say, for hypothetically, he got cleaned up and he started, um, you know, doing music again, like. With all of these people admiring him so much, like what kind of collaborations could he have yeah. done moving forward? So it's it's a shame it happened. Uh, you know, probably maybe the the saddest thing on this list for me is is the death of Marvin Gaye. So. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So um, we will be back after a brief time out here, and we are going to um, finish our our list here. And guaranteed on a more up note, because some of these scandals here. <laughs> Some of these we'll scandals here are just <laughs> we'll do our bizarre, best. But, but we'll do our best. So, guys, hang tight, and we will be right back. Not, not, notorious, notorious. <gasps> Welcome back to our final segment of Living in the 80s. As we're going to wrap up our conversation on uh, scandals of the 80s. So we're, we've each got a couple more to share, and uh, we're going to start where we left off. So, Matt, take it away. Well, you can't really have a scandal list without Madonna being a part of it. At some point, some way, you got to talk about Madonna. She was uh, probably one of the most famous uh, women, female, you know, mus- uh, musicians or whatever. Probably singers. the whole decade. I yeah. would say she's probably she has to be number one. Yeah, she she is she is probably one of the face of the '80s, but also she was also the center of a lot of controversy. And uh, probably her, her, one of her uh, better known uh, issues was that she actually got the attention of the Pope. Um, the Vatican actually denounced one of her songs. Uh, she had a song, it was um, Like a Prayer. And uh, it was supposed to be like a, actually a part of an ad for a Pepsi campaign. It sunk all its money into it. And, uh, I just want to know how that was really supposed to work on a Pepsi ad. Yeah, I mean, when you watch the video, uh, which was what was banned, I'm like, I didn't see any Pepsi in it. <laughs> <laughs> I, the thing that kind of uh, got her in trouble was there was uh, some some white supremacy issues there. There was some cross burnings. Um, there was this uh, portrayal with uh, her kissing the feet of like a, like a black Jesus who came to life and then there was uh she's kind of making out with the jesus there was a little stigmata thing going on when she kind of cut her hands and i mean it it was just um a lot of a lot of imagery that made the the vatican say you're a naughty girl denounced her denounced her and so that was uh it's one of those things that kind of you know if you look at these scandals list the things that maybe they thought was going to shut people down and silence them really backfired yeah. I mean like we were just talking about the the labeling on the records uh, Vanessa Williams uh, I don't Rob think Lowe is, Rob Lowe yeah. I mean I, I don't think Madonna's career was kind of hurt by this at all mm-hmm. uh, but it's just one of those things that I don't know if they were trying to just silence somebody but maybe this scandal that shows you really can't be silenced no um, uh, I guess I don't know but yeah so she she uh, she had a little claim to fame and uh, made the new circuit when um, the Pope said no so. <laughs> nope said the Pope nope said the Pope not so, gonna have it 
looking back at that scandal, I, I remember it very well. And I'm with you. Like, why would like what is, is this commercial, this song have to do with Pepsi? Because you know, back in those days, MTV was just really taking off. Music videos were really up here, and the fact that they're just kind of making music videos and maybe slapping a Pepsi logo on it. Right. Maybe and so. uh, yeah, it was it was huge news. But to me, it was more scandalous a few years before with Madonna. So right. in 1985, she, when she was becoming definitely on the rise, you know, she was becoming like this huge female star, they found, just like Vanessa Williams, hey, here's some nude photos of Madonna, hairy armpits and all. Mm-hmm. And she appeared in both Playboy and Penthouse, I believe the same month, I could be wrong, I don't read either one, so just my memory says it came out at the same time. So to me, that was a little more scandalous. Yeah. I, I, get, I, know, I was a little, a few years younger then, and I don't yep, know. Yep, yep. But it's, uh, to me, that, that seemed like bigger news <coughs> to me. Right. Maybe it's just me. Well, I, I think she would probably have multiple reasons to, to make the list. I mean, with uh, even you know some of her other songs, whether it be you know, like, was it like, like a virgin, what was the sex... She had like the the, oh, the sex book. The sex book. You know, yeah, the, she's all kinds of compromising S and M stuff. Yeah, I mean, I think I, Vanilla Ice was in it. And, yeah, I think she pro- she probably could have been on a scandalous list from many different directions. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, look at her time with Sean Penn. Yeah. Like he punches that photographer. Like they were filming Colors, mm-hmm. and during that's easy for me to say. Yeah, easy for me to say. Colors like a nightmare, walking psychopath, talking okay. leader of the jungle like a gangster. Never mind. Okay. Anyway, um, one of the extras uh, took a picture of Sean and Madonna together on the set, and Sean decides to punch him, gets sixty days in jail. So again, there's Madonna. There's Madonna, <laughs> right in the middle of it. Not quite miss. the same as the mother of our Lord now, is she? <laughs> <laughs> special. Yes. Well, remember when Sean Penn punches the church lady? Oh, yeah, that was great. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's so, great. yeah, crazy stuff. So. Okay. All right. What do you got there, Trey? Um, well, this one was tough for me because uh, growing up, my favorite baseball player was Pete Rose. I was a Reds fan. Oh, and um, Big Red Machine. And so I see him go from a player to a player manager. And then one day I hear this story that He's been betting on baseball all these years, and he denies it. You know, I'm, of course, believing him, and then more and more evidence is coming out. I'm like, oh, he must have really done this. And his story kept changing. Um, then he started saying, well, I did bet on baseball, but not the games I was managing. And then it came out, well, I was betting on the games I was managing, but I was betting for us to win. So the story kept changing. Never to lose. He ends up getting a lifetime ban. He's never uh, been allowed to be in the Hall of Fame. Terrible. Uh I ran into him in Vegas a couple times. Got an autographed <laughs> baseball times. for him one time. Kevin and Pete, they just hang out. They hang out. And uh, so, bought a baseball one time for Dinah's dad. Got signed by him. Got my picture taken with him. And uh, another time... How much did a pitcher cost? Uh, I'll, uh, the, the, the pitcher? The, I didn't get a pitcher. The, okay. pi- the pitcher was, was free. The third How much the photo? How much did the photo The, the photo cost. was free. free. Getting that baseball signed was... Not cheap. I'm sure he gambled that that same day he got it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I paid a couple hundred bucks. Okay. So now, if you paid him four hundred and ninety nine dollars, 
he would sign a baseball. I'm sorry, I bet on baseball and sign a P Rose. No, he did. I thought was, no, he did not. I thought yes, was so. Are you sad. serious? Yes. Sure does. I'm I mean, sorry. Like the, I, I never heard like the PMRC sticker backfiring. Oh, you're gonna ban me? I'm gonna make 500 bucks a ball. Yeah, <laughs> he made 500. He would charge 500 bucks to write. I'm sorry, I bet on baseball. Yes, Pete Rose. Yep. Does it, isn't it wow. disappointing when this happens to our heroes? Fall from grace. Yes, because oh, uh, I mean, I was a big Pete Rose fan. I mean, everybody's a Pete Rose. I mean, my fan. favorite baseball player growing up was Johnny Bench, but Charlie right now, Pete Rose, man, and it was just oh, it was. I remember just being so disappointed when they announced that band. Really? I heard it on the radio. I'm like. Crap. This Scan- is awful. Scandalous. So, yeah. here's a question. With all the knowledge we now have, and because he's been kept out of the Hall of Fame all these years, do you personally, with all this knowledge and everything else, try to pretend that, you know, you say that you try to try your best to be neutral, do you think Pete Rose should be in the Hall of Fame? Yes, he should as a baseball player. He just should not be allowed back on the field as a manager, coach, or whatever. I think his numbers speak for himself. I think just as the athlete, he should be in the Hall of Fame. I mean, you're getting guys in there that were in the steroid era. We've got yeah. Ty Cobb in there, which had he was a, a jerk. pretty checkered pass. But Pete Rose, for whatever reason, that's the one they decided to make an example of. And I and think Shoeless Joe Jackson, too. Well, he's still not in. True, true. So it's, it's rough. I mean, being a Reds fan, I'm not seeing him in there. And, and if he ever does get in, it'll be after he's... They're never going to give him the satisfaction of... Probably not in his lifetime. Yeah. If he yeah. ever gets in, it'll be after he's gone. That's so. a shame. Yeah. It is a shame. It's like, yeah, he did what he did. He he's. I think he is... Sort of owned up to it. He's yeah, sort, sort of owned up to that's it. That's the issue he, he slightly, over time, has. I think if he had come you know, forward immediately when it was all you know brought out and admitted to everything that he actually did, then he could possibly be in the Hall of Fame now. Yeah, I think, I think had, had he had, again, I'm sure he had advisors saying, don't say anything, right. don't admit to it, don't do whatever. If he had come out back then and was like, you know what, I did, this is exactly what I did, this is why I did it, it doesn't excuse my behavior, whatever. But I've, I've heard uh, that he was kind of a jerk anyway. Yeah, you know, um, my, one of my best yeah. friends growing up, uh, Jim Fournier. I remember because we, you know, we we were great friends when we were younger. He had told me one time when, um, like, he had uh, he had drawn a picture of Pete Rose, and, and Jim was yeah, he's a pretty good little artist for kids, and uh, he had gone in and showed that to him, and and he wanted him to sign his book, and he said, uh, or no, no, no. He want, he wanted to to sign something, but he was selling a book, and he's like, um, "I only sign the book that you buy. I'm not signing that." To a little kid who he, he stood there and cried. Yeah, <laughs> didn't change anything. It's like, dude. Yeah. The the, the fans, you know, you got a responsibility to them. So. Yeah, I, I to me the the best way he's shown that he's over the whole gambling thing is. Moving to Las Vegas, <laughs> yes, and signing stuff for five hundred dollars. And yeah, he said he was sorry. I got a five hundred dollar ball to prove it. You know, he says it over and over <laughs> again. How many times does he have to write it? <laughs> yeah, here's your sentence. You must write. I am sorry. I bet on baseball five thousand times for five dollars a piece. Five hundred dollars. Yes, yes. I'm sorry. Yes, five hundred dollars a piece. Oh, great. Why don't you snowball? You got what's your next one? Our next scandal is. Uh, 
an '80s troubled child and different stroke star Todd Bridges. I thought you said Corey Feldman. <laughs> well, there was a lot. Actually. There were a lot of them. We could yeah. do a we could do a podcast. podcast. Maybe we should do that sometime. There we go. Troubled '80s child star. There we go. Start so working on it. Todd Bridges was on trial for shooting a man named Kenneth T. Clay eight times and for stealing his BMW. Now, Kenneth T. Clay was a drug dealer, yeah. but that doesn't give you a right to not an upstanding to, citizen to shoot him eight times and steal his BMW. But that's what he was on trial for. Um, Bridges' defense in the case was his upbringing in the entertainment world left him scarred. <laughs> oh, no. But do you know who his attorney is? Who? Oh, yeah. In the future, he would be OJ's attorney, Johnny Cochran. Oh, Johnny Cochran. Oh, so there's your defense with Johnny Cochran. Mm-hmm. And in this trial... OJ's like, he did good for Todd Bridges. He did good for right. me. <laughs> exactly. That's what OJ said. What you talking about, Johnny? <laughs> <laughs> so in this trial, Johnny Cochran's known for this famous line, he never showed, so let him go. Come on, no, stop <laughs> it. Stop it. For real? So he was, you know, he was let off the hook because an eyewitness came through and said that was not him. So Johnny Cochran, wow. he never showed, so let him go. He is known for the clips. <laughs> All right, I made that up. Oh, it's yeah. really good. <laughs> it sounds like it. You're like a great it. poker player. Yeah. That's great. Oh, too funny. Uh, but in the future, he was then convicted for uh, things like cons- uh, concealing a weapon and calling in a bomb threat. So, you know, he had other troubles down yeah. the road that Johnny couldn't get him off on. But uh, Which is, uh, the, when you look now today, his life's cleaned up and mm-hmm. he's... I think he's been, he's like a drug counselor or something like that. And uh, it's like of all the people that you you thought would probably die back then. or He's know, the one still alive. He's the one still alive and doing well. You know, Gary Coleman's dead. Dana Plato's dead. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Mr. These, Drummond's dead. Mr. Drummond's dead. <laughs> Mrs. G's dead. Like, even, even the really old lady that took her place is dead. So... <laughs> Janet Jackson's the only one that's not dead. Her and Todd Bridges. That's true. Oh, so, wow. But yeah, the, the whole, yeah, that's that's crazy. He's, I'm glad he's cleaned himself up, but man, yeah. You, every other day you would hear something in the news about Todd Bridges doing mm-hmm. something stupid. That crazy Willis. <laughs> All right. Uh, the next one here. Um, Ozzy Osbourne bites head off of bat. Yes, very so, famous. Yes, 1982. Uh, in concert, uh, Ozzy Osbourne took a bat and bit the head off and spit it into the crowd. Now, he claims he thought it was a fake bat. And uh, he knew it was coming. The stagehand you know, said to bring a bat on stage thinking it would be a prop, but it was a real thing. I, I would think you'd feel like the furry bat ears in your mouth or, or something you know, that before you did that, it's kind of stupid and gross. But it, I remember being huge news. Like, and that Ozzy, like, you know, the, the, how the, um, how the, the talk goes amongst young people. Like, he became a vampire because of it. Right. Oh, <laughs> That's, yeah. I'm for certain. Did you see the Diary of a Madman album? <clears throat> There's a freaking werewolf there. So now he's a vampire, and, you know. <laughs> but yeah, that was, a, that was a weird scandal, but. It was one. I mean, that stuck too. I yeah. mean, well, he always seemed like he was like this large in life. Like he'll do anything, and and that just made him bigger, right? I mean, like, oh he yeah, bit the head off of a bat, you know. Like I mean, churches, you know, looking at him and like he's 
Oh yeah, the Second Coming of Satan, and That's then he does Master something like Ozzy Osbourne songs, right. Right. right? So he does something like that, and it's like, well, there we told you, he's crazy. Now he wanders around incoherently oh, in his pajamas and slippers. Shannon, yeah, it's probably because of. I mean, he, like he, he did, he thought it was fake, right? I mean, yeah. he thought it was. So I mean, can you imagine what, what what would be in his brain for real? Like when he thought it was just a rubber bat. I'm thinking quaaludes were in his brain. Real, his senses were slightly. Then in. there is like a real animal head in his mouth. You, you think you'd feel that crispiness and that, you know? Did he spit it out? He swallowed. He That's spit what it, I'm spit it in the crowd. Uh, so and then I guess he had to go straight to the hospital afterwards to get a baby shot. shot. Yeah. So. And he well he went into a, a record production meeting and did the, and bit the head off a dove. dove. Yeah, so it's like, wh- and you know, he's very famous for his drug use. I mean, you can tell now the drugs the dude's done. Yeah, yeah. And uh, do you ever see that the, that Motley Crue movie yes. on Netflix where he's like snorting ants off the <laughs> off the side of the pool? It's like, yeah, and they talked about that in their um, behind the music uh-huh. at VH1 behind the music when they did Motley Crue. They're like, they're like. He, there's a popsicle laying on the ground it's kind of melting and there's this line of ants See, Ozzy Osbourne got down and snored him up and the guys in Motley Crue were like this guy's crazy it's like when the guys in Motley Crue <laughs> you went too far you are next level yeah you are next and, level and you mentioned how he kind of just wanders around now aimlessly yeah and there's nothing the only thing sadder than a, a, a rock star that's taken too early is one that lives too long <laughs> He, wow! Because he, he, he's really kind of pathetic right now. Yeah. Who is it that the who said it's better to burn out than fade away? And then Def Leppard said it oh, too. Okay. <laughs> wow. So yeah, it, yeah. In Ozzy's case, he's he's both. He's burnt out and fading away. Yeah. So right before our eyes. Yes. Right before our eyes. All right. I think we got one more round here, boys. All right. Uh, we'll do the. Uh... The car, and this one, I mean, it's sad. We're kind of going up and down here on the spectrum, but yeah, mine was such an uplifter. Mine was biting heads off a bat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Shoot. Um, let me follow follow with a little Matthew Broderick and Jennifer Grey. They were uh, the brother and sister in um, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Ferris and Jenny Bueller. There they are. They started a little dating relationship shortly after, and uh, right after um, Ferris did uh, Biloxi Blues, and right bef- uh, after she did Dirty Dancing, before she did a little publicity stunt, the two of them uh, uh, took a little vacation to Ireland. Yeah. So they go to Ireland, and he's 25, and they're just scooting around Ireland, having a good old time. He rents, uh, I think he rents like uh, some BMW, and they are just cruising around, and uh, rain comes down, so they, they pull into this gas station, get directions, and all this kind of stuff, and um, they, they take, when, when the rain stops, the, the pavement was still wet, but they take off driving, and they think that maybe he was just still kind of thinking American driving, but he goes to the wrong side of the road. It was, there was no curves, no obstructions, but just for, he went on a, the American side of the road, mm-hmm. which... Uh, would be what, the right side? Which would be the, he went on the right side of the road, uh, <laughs> but then uh, obviously he had head on with another car who was driven by, a, I believe, a mom and a daughter, and uh, they both died in the accident. So, uh, so here you got these two people that are, you know, huge celebrities and we're, everybody knows them. And all of a sudden they're involved in, a, in an automobile accident that took the lives of two people. And so he was first charged with, you know, 
um, vehicle, uh, kind of like vehicle, vehicular manslaughter. But then after uh, a little bit of time and and uh, all that kind of stuff, his charges get reduced to careless driving charge and a hundred and seventy-five dollar fine. Mm. Yeah. And you're like, huh? So that would be the scandalous part. The first part of the story is just kind of like, wow, that's sad. You know what I mean? Yeah. But then uh, you, you just kind of wonder if, I mean, I'm sure there was, you know, it wasn't like it was just three thirty afternoon. They were just out driving around. It wasn't like it was three thirty in the morning and they were driving drunk. Um, but at the same time, they were involved in an automobile accident. That was their fault, and they took the lives of two people. And he got a hundred and seventy-five dollar fine. Which for a celebrity like him, is like, yeah, it's like five bucks. Yeah, that's for not even. Yeah, it's not even about the dollar. money. But he just got a little. It's a careless driving charge. Whereas you just kind of wonder if, if it was you or I driving in Ireland and we had a crash that killed two people. Um, yeah, I mean it's just it's just crazy, and and the thing is, this happened right, you know, at, you, at the height of their careers. I this mean, is, this was Ferris Bueller, Dirty Dancing. Boom, boom, boom. Her career was about to peak. Yeah, it was it was shortly before Dirty Dancing was released. Like it was done filming. Yeah, they just did their yeah. publicity stuff. Yeah. yeah, and that's that's just that's insane. So am I the only one that doesn't remember this you don't in remember? the media at that point in time? I don't remember it. Oh, I, I do. To me, I, I felt like was it brushed. You know, under the, the car. Well, I, yeah, I, I will. I will agree. It wasn't like on the front page. I don't. I don't think it was blasted like on PM magazine. Right. Or well, I get, entertainment tonight. Yeah, I get all my news on MTV. <laughs> That's probably where I, why I know. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, it, it was newsworthy back then. I mean, I remember it when it happened, but yeah. it, it wasn't. You're right. It wasn't like, like, like you know, every day driving like some of the other stories we've mentioned today. It wasn't. Right. Uh, uh, but but still, you just I don't know. It's it's that's that's. I mean, I'm sure for them to survive that and to live with that uh, probably messed them up on on a great level. But he just I, I saw an article slap on the wrist. Yeah, just recently that he he suffered from an amnesia shortly after that because Jennifer Grey was talking about it. She said he was he was an absolute mess. And like the first time when it first happened, he's like he's like did, did I hurt someone? She had to be the one to tell him, yeah, you can That's just insane. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. So, Skin, skinless. Yep, sure is. What do you got there, Kevin? Hopefully, something uplifting. Well, do you guys really. remember when Vic Morrow died? <laughs> 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 so, oh, um, so, there was a movie around 83, I think it was, uh, called Twilight Zone, the movie. Yes. And uh, during the filming of it, um, I think they were over in a Asian country and they had a couple younger kids in this particular scene and in it Vic Morrow's trying to flee with these two kids and there's an accident where a helicopter lands on them and, and kills both Vic and the, the two young kids and came out that the kids were um, had been hired illegally or were underage or there was something where they weren't supposed to be there working at that time uh, from that, a lot of changes came into the the way they do film sets. Um, and uh, yes, I remember that because I'm. I mean, I, I knew the guy vaguely from movies he had been in, um, yeah. but he was kind of like in a, in this prime at that point when he yeah. passed away. So it was wow. kind of a shocking thing. Yeah, I, I vaguely remember that happening. Yeah. Um, whenever I see that, 
like anything like the Twilight Zone, the movie from back then, my first thought of, oh, that's the one that you know, the, the guy died. Movie. Yeah. Yeah. If you asked me who Vic Morrow was, I couldn't tell you. So. All right, Snowball? Uh, mine would be a. Uh... Please don't say death. No, it's not that. Okay, Actually, right. this is a positive uplifter where college students received a lot of money. Hey, bring it on. To play football. Hey. hey. Oh, yeah. yes. The American way. Just, American just like today, they can make money playing football. Yeah. Like but, but unfortunately, back then, Southern Methodist University received the death penalty from the NCAA. Death. There it is. Death penalty. And it did kill their program. They were a premier program in the... Uh, early 80s and after the death penalty I mean 20 years later they still struggled to put a quality product on the field but yes well it, I remember that uh, happening because and I saw the 30 for 30 on it um, a couple years ago and the um, before all of that went down there before SMU rose like they were just a they were scrubs Mm-hmm. But then they had these rich boosters that decided you know, they're going to start pumping some money, you know, players with cars and cash and gold chains and like everything that every stereotype um, thing that you think of like a college athlete portrayed in these movies was all going on at SME. They're buying up women and like everything was happening. Mm-hmm. And uh, you hear them talk to the, the players about it. And Eric Dickerson is probably the, the premier. The, the biggest person to come out of that. What program. was it? Craig, what's his name? He worked for ESPN, would never answer questions about A. Craig James. Craig James. There we go. And then they had to go to the NFL and take a pay cut. Yeah. Where's all this money I used to have? So, do you think those people are in favor of the NIL deals that's going on today? I bet they are. They're, probably, they are. they're probably trying to go back and get wins restored. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, it worked for Penn State, right. which is proof you can do just about anything think about and get that. by with it. I'm trying to tell y'all, give but you sell some a money. Cu- you sell a couple, sell a couple pieces of memorabilia for tattoos, and you're scarred for life. Imagine that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Little, mm-hmm. No bitterness here. No. Here in Buckeye Land. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, take us out on a positive, happy note. So, I will. There's somebody who brought happiness to teenage boys all over the country, probably all over the world back then. I'm talking about Brooke Shields. There we go. Yeah. So, in in 1980, Brooke Shields was 15 years old, Mm. and she was part of a huge ad campaign for Calvin Klein. Yeah. Now she would show up and like show up like she would be in magazine articles, TV commercials, uh, just Blue Lagoon, baby, Blue Lagoon. Yeah, so she would be in these commercials, these Calvin Klein ads, and she would say, "You want to know what comes between me and my Calvin's? Nothing." I was eleven. I, I, I didn't understand it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she, she, you know, this was a campaign, and it's like if you see this shapely model, kind of like Rob Lowe's problem earlier. You know, she she looked like she's 25. She's 15 years old, and uh, kind of very sexually suggestive uh, campaign and so forth. So that was, yeah, that was, uh, that was a crazy. A couple uh, networks decided they weren't going to show that okay. ad. Um, I think CBS, ABC, <clears throat> but I, I could be wrong on that. But um, yeah, it was, it was basically the, the insinuation was that. There was nothing between... She's not wearing any underwear. That's right. She's, that's that's yeah. right. And she's 14, 15 years old yeah, when she did right. this, uh, which was like 
what were they thinking? You know? yeah, yeah. What are you guys doing? But Even yeah. more scandalous had to be Buckley. Oh, with his Ote jeans. <laughs> he does a parody of that commercial. Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh, that's good. Uh, but yeah, Brooke Shields. That was a that was a very scandalous thing at the time. Yeah. So I think that wraps up our conversation on '80s scandals. Did we miss any? I'm sure. Oh yeah. But uh, that's best we remember. That was a lot of scandals, though. There was very scandalous. A lot of. Sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Yeah. So on our way out here, we're going to hear a little bit of Darling Nikki. Just kidding. We're going to close out with Twisted Sister. And the highly scandalous, we're not going to take it. Oh, my goodness. All right. Well, guys, thanks for listening this week. You guys, thanks for joining. We'll see you next week as we're going to be talking about things we didn't say in the 80s. What's that all about? Tune in next week and find out. All right. You guys take care. God bless. Track. I'm not track. Yeah, you're you're track, track and he's oh, field. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's so bad.